of lords my god you're worthy to be magnified worthy to be glorified in this place of our father my god thank you for this new morning thank you for everything that is in it my god we exalt you we worship you we magnify your name on high above father my god continue being exalted in this place my god thank you for your presence my god thank you for your ministering angels about father my god thank you for what you are going to do in today's service my god thank you about father be exalted be magnified my god through each and every single thing that shall occur about father my god as you have anointed me for a season and a time like this about father may my flesh disappear and may you appear about father disorganize to reorganize everything about father i hand over your children before you my god thank you for allowing me my god to speak to your people about father i hand them over before you i hand over each and every single thing my god open their spiritual ears and spiritual eyes and antennas my god to receive and hear today's word afresh about father oh king of kings and lord of lords my god i disappear as you appear my god i decrease as you increase about father i connect my spirit to your prophet spirit wherever she is my god continue using her continue increasing in our father be exalted be magnified oh yeshua my god in the mighty name of jesus christ you have prayed amen Amen. Amen. I greet every single member on social media. We love you so much. Thank you for staying connected with us on this day. I am Minister Nema, none other than powerful daughter of Prophet Estreza. It is an honor to minister to you. How many know what the word of today is, as it says? Freedom from regrets. Say it with me. Freedom from regrets. So I want to ask you a question, since we are in a class. It's more of a rhetorical question, so I'm not expecting an answer from you. But I want to know, have you ever done something in your life and you felt like it wasn't meant to be done? Or you said something and it wasn't meant to be said? And because you said it or because you did the action and you did not do it properly, you ended up feeling that certain feeling of why did I do that? You start asking questions. You start questioning yourself. You start saying, if, or why did I not do this? Or maybe I should have done it like this. Or maybe next time I would do it like this. Has anybody ever felt that? Everyone has regrets about something in life whether it's something good or it's something bad. The question is, what can we do about it? Because to be honest, you've already made the mistake. It's like this wall is white and I take red paint and I paint it red. There are some decisions we make in life that are irreversible and there are some decisions we make in life that are reversible. But most of the decisions we make in life are irreversible, child of God. So how do we deal with them? Because if something is irreversible, it means there is not much you can do. Am I right? There's not much you can do. If I take salt and I put it in water, it is hard for me to separate them again, right? It's hard. It would probably need me to do many scientific things just to remove it. But why should I go through so much if the decision has already been made? 
how do you live a life with fewer regrets because we are not perfect children of God there are some decisions you will make in life and they will not be the best we are not perfect is somebody getting me so before we continue with this word I want us to understand what is a regret a regret is to feel sad repentant or disappointed over something that one has done or failed to do so what is that regret you have gone through in life what is that thing that has made you feel sad what is that one thing that has made you feel repentant or disappointed in yourself it could be you not choosing the right course in university. There are many people in life who choose a course in university and the job or the business they venture into is not what they have done in university. Am I right or am I wrong? You could have done business marketing in university, but for all you know, you go into computer engineering. In that moment, it's a regret. Because it's, imagine all the money and finance that has gone into you studying business marketing and you have gone into computer engineering. I want us to understand that human regret is different from God's regret. Human regret occurs because we do not know all things and we do make mistakes. As we age, we often look back on decisions made in youth and regret our choices. However, those regrets usually fall into one or two categories. Our regrets arise from either foolish choices or sin choices, and each requires a different response. So most of the regrets or how they occur is from two categories, foolish choices or sin choices there's many times that our prophet speaks about fornication maybe when you are in the act and you come out of it you feel a certain regret you ask yourself why did I do that what led me into doing that drinking you ask yourself why did I drink why did I smoke a certain regret you feel a sinful choice or a foolish choice first we may experience regret because of foolish choices situations in the past that we wish had been different is there a scenario that you have gone through and you wish that it was different you wish you could take back time you wish you could use a time machine there is a famous movie or franchise known as back to the future how many of us know the movie Back to the Future, it even has, go watch it if you have time. It speaks of this young boy who goes back in time with this old man and he goes through certain events in life. And in one of the movies, in part two, we see there's even this time when there's this book that is able to capture. And this book entails every single thing, every single win of every single sports event. It's like right now, a book is handed to you of every single win of what's about to happen. We all know that the World Cup is about to happen very soon this year. 
So it's like that book, it tells each and every single person who will win. So he had the answers, but this book fell into the wrong hands. So he went back, he tried his best to go back into the future to retrieve this book and make sure that it doesn't go back into the wrong hands. It's many of us, we wish we could go back in time to make sure that the bad situations or choices that we went through, we don't go through them again. How many are kidding me? If you're getting me, say amen. amen. Like I said, you could have decided to attend a certain college and major into a certain major. And after years of fruitlessly pursuing a career in whatever you have done, you regret the college decision you have done. As a high school student, and especially coming towards the end of my high school year, I am required to pick a certain area in my university. I am required to pick a certain area that I'm meant to be doing. And actually one of my friends said it's quite funny that they've put the hands of our future in an 18 year old or 17 year old. Imagine you're making a decision for your 30 year old self at 17. And it's not like you're sure of what you are going to be doing. It's actually what you're going to be pursuing. How many people who have taken the course that they took in university are actually doing it right now? If you are, raise your hand. Very few, right? You see? Life progresses. Somebody who liked doing business chose art in the future. You see? And that becomes a regret. Because imagine, I know university is very expensive with all the things, the boarding fees, the institutions, whatever it is. So imagine all that going into that just for you to not take or not pursue what you did. It's a regret. Are you getting me, child of God? I see some people are laughing. The choice of a college major was not a sin. And we may have thought at the time that it was a good choice, but we now realize it was not. We can deal with that kind of regret by claiming and asking the Lord to make it work for the good because there's only so much you can do. You've already passed through those five years, you've already passed through those eight years or whatever you have may be doing. So the most you can do is just ask for God's will to be done. We can choose to focus on the positive aspects of all we learned and trust that if we were seeking the Lord at the time, nothing was wasted. And he can use even our immature decisions for good if we trust him. We can forgive ourselves for our immature decision and purpose to grow wiser from what we learned. As we continue, I want the book of Philippians chapter 3 verse 13 to be opened. There are some decisions that we make, we have to accept that they were done. It could be a decision of there's an outing on Friday and there's also you have to study for that big test that's coming up and you decide to go out. It's a decision you have made. I shall read. 
Brothers and sisters, I do not consider that I have made it my own yet. But one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and reaching forward to what lies ahead. You have made the decision. You have made the mistake. Don't dwell on it, child on God. Look at it. Dot down. See what you can do better. See what you can change. And look forward to what lies ahead. Hallelujah. Peter is one biblical example of someone who deeply regretted a foolish decision. It's shocking because Peter is deemed as one of the faithful disciples. The best disciples out of the twelve. He was the best. But because of a foolish decision he made, he lived with regret. Although Peter was committed to Jesus, his fear made him run away when the soldiers came to arrest Jesus. And he later denied his Lord. And it's not like Jesus did not tell him. He told him, you will deny me. Imagine somebody is telling you that you will do something and you say, no, I won't do it. And when the scenario comes, you actually do it. It's a regret. It's like when your friends tell you, don't go back to that guy. And you say, no, I won't go back to him. And he comes, he gives you a sweet paragraph. Aligned, my sweetheart, my darling. You say, hey, you go back. Imagine, you can't go back, you can't look at that friend back again. You can't, you can't, because they told you. That is how Peter felt. The Lord told him, you will deny me. And he said, no, I won't, my Lord. But he did. His actions did not come from a desire to sin, but from impulse, spiritual immaturity, and fear. He deeply regretted his actions and wept bitterly. We see this in Luke chapter 22, verse 6, 62. Jesus knew about Peter's regret and specifically asked to see him after his resurrection. We learn from this that our regrets are not hidden from God and he and he desires to restore us when we return to him. Let us open Malachi chapter 3 verse 7. Peter regretted the decision he made. It was not a sin but it was just from fear. There's many times you're given an opportunity and you have to make a decision and you make the decision out of fear, which leads you to regret. I shall read. Yet from the days of your fathers, you have turned away from my statues and ordinances and have not kept them. Return to me and I will return to you, says the Lord of hosts. But you say, how shall we return? Continue. Will a man rob God, yet you are robbing me? But you say, in what we have robbed you, in tithes and offerings you have withheld. Go back to, chapter, to verse 7. I want us to stick with that main part. Yet from the days of your fathers, you have turned away from my statutes and ordinances and have not kept them. Return to me and I will return to you, says the Lord of hosts. 
He is telling you, return to Him. Other regrets are due to sin choices that may have left scars and consequences. After a lifetime of selfish works, some people in their later years are so overwhelmed by regret. They cannot experience joy. I will have to speak about this even though it is a very sensitive topic. But even with the case of abortion, whereby biblically we do understand that it is against the Bible completely. But we do see people still do abort to this date. Even though in some countries some laws have been put against it. But we do see that women who do abort most of the time, there's that certain joy or peace that they don't have. They regret. It may not be aborting the child, but it's just the fact. A life was inside you and you removed it, maybe to unavoidable circumstances, you never really know. A certain regret lives in that woman. She can't forgive herself. She beats herself up. The consequences of their sin for themselves and others may haunt them for years. The pain of regret can drive us to decisions we would not otherwise make. Judas Iscariot is one such example in the Bible. After he realized that he had betrayed the Messiah, Judas was filled with so much regret that he tried to undo his actions by returning the blood money. When that didn't work, he went out and killed himself. There are some decisions that people make that lead them to their death. There are some people who take a loan from the bank and they can't pay it back and they know it but they still do it and they live with that regret to the point where some people just kill themselves right imagine taking one million from the bank and you know you don't even have any money to pay it back maybe let me not speak of one million Actually, let me speak of one million but in USD because we are people of international levels. Imagine retrieving one million USD from the bank and yourself, you've never even touched one million USD. Not even a 1,000 note. How would you live? Every single time you're walking on the road, you'll be looking back because you feel, hey, they're going to come and take me any moment. Right? You can't live like that. You're walking. You're even just walking to the toilet. You can't walk to the toilet in peace because you're looking. Hey, they're coming to take me. See, at that point, you would just want to kill yourself. Hallelujah. We see the story of Judas in the book of Matthew chapter 27, verse 3 to 5. You can open it at your own time. Regret can lead some to self-destruction, but God wants to use it to lead us towards repentance. 
as Christians, our prophet tells us that we need to live a life of repentance. I would say that I've been given the favor to walk with our prophet for quite a while. And I've seen that she is a woman of repentance. There's many times where you can even be in the elevator with her and she's just praying. She's asking God to forgive her. You could be looking and you could be saying, what for? But you never know. So live a life of repentance. Let that regret lead you to repentance. That you acknowledge that what you have done is not right. You repent and you decide to move on and make yourself better for the future. It's important to understand that regret is not the same as repentance. Regret is meant to lead us to repentance, but it is not the same as repentance. Esau deeply regretted his decision to sell his birthright, but he never repented of his sins. We see this in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 16 to 12. Regret focuses on the action that has brought sorrow. Repentance focuses on the one we have offended. I repeat, regret focuses on the action that has brought sorrow. Repentance focuses on the one we have offended. In the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 7 verse 10, if it can be displayed, it explains the difference between mere regret and true repentance. Godly sorrow brings repentance that leads to salvation and leaves no regret. But worldly sorrow brings death. For godly sorrow that is in accord with the will of God produces a repentance without regret, leading to salvation. But worldly sorrow, but worldly sorrow brings death. Rather than allowing the regret to win, we can allow Jesus to transform us so that our past sin choices magnify his powerful grace you know it's so funny it's like Christianity makes us always see the good even in the bad in every situation it's like we must always see the good and I to be honest if you look at it I feel like it's good it's not like we're not being aware I always say, if something is bad, it's bad. There's no black and white. But I believe that there's always something good that you can get out of it. With that mistake you have made, acknowledge that you have made it. Because it has been made already. But see the good. See the benefit you can make out of it. It may not be ten benefits, but even if it's one, at least there was a benefit from it. When we come to him in repentance, believing that his sacrifice on the cross was sufficient payment from the debt, we owe God, we can be forgiven. Acknowledge him. Run to him. If you have done it unknowingly, run to him. If you have even done it knowingly, run to him and don't do it again. 
Hallelujah. Judas had worldly sorrow and his life was ended. Peter had godly sorrow and his life was transformed. Judas had regret. Peter had repentance. We have the same choices those men had. And even if you don't, you still have choices. When we face regret, we can let it consume our lives or we can lay our fault at the feet of Jesus, turn from it and let him restore us. So you have a decision here even. With that regret that you have gone through, you cannot decide for it to consume you or you can decide to lay your fault, to admit your wrongs. It's actually very funny how hard it is for people to admit their wrongs. Am I lying? We see it in relationships. We see it in friendships. We see it at work. You move the book like this and you know you move the book like that, but you won't admit it. You won't say it. You will say, ah, it was my neighbor. And you will go on with your day, you will have breakfast, you will have dinner, you will have lunch, and you will live very fine. It's very hard. Admitting wrongs. Admit you at fault. Admit you at wrong. And it's not like you're admitting it to a man, you're admitting it to your father. It's not telling you to go to anyone. It's saying lay your faults at the feet of Jesus. Lay it to your father. Your confinement. Your peace. There's many regrets we can experience in life. Missed educational opportunities. Failure to seize the moment. Not spending enough time with family and friends. You know, when our mother lost her mother, our Shosho, there's something that I really learned from her. And how she said, for her, she did lose a mother and obviously it hurt. But many of the times when we lose someone, our language is usually the same of, oh, I was meant to see her yesterday. Oh. I was meant to travel with her last month. Oh, I was meant to buy this for her. Oh, I was meant to go visit her or him. It's usually you were meant to do something. Am I right or am I wrong? When we never seize the moment. For our prophet, she seized the moment. She did everything she was meant to do as a child. She built for her mother. She cared for her mother. She got everything that her mother needed. So even when her mother left, she didn't feel like there was a debt to be paid. When a young person leaves this world, we feel like, no, this person wasn't meant to leave. There's a regret. There's a sadness, a disappointment. Why did this person live like this? Hallelujah. 
It could also be missed romantic opportunities, rushing into something too soon. Many of the times, our prophet gives people instructions, wait. But because you feel like time is catching up, it's running after you, it's about to eat you, you need to do it now. And when you make that decision, you live with a regret. Or even if it's unwise romantic adventures. And with all these things that I have named, we see that opportunity breeds regret. Ironically, the more opportunity one experiences, the greater chance for regret. If opportunities are denied or out of reach, we may experience anger or frustration, but not usually regret. To expound, in the modern world, we have a zillion options for everything. More options lead to more regret. Instead of enjoying the things we have, we are aware that there are many other options we didn't choose. And this gives us more chances for regret. It's like you're driving somewhere and you use a route and you think it's the simpler way. But actually, there's a much more simpler way. So there were many options you end up regretting. You end up saying, ah, why didn't I just use that way? When there are so many options, we end up regretting. Like even when you're going shopping, why did I buy those pants instead of those ones? Oh, ah, I actually would have looked cute with that dress. Why did I leave it? Am I right or am I wrong? It's simple things that we go through. Before our prophet left, she spoke about hope. It was a very powerful word. And it's something that many people just brush. We don't see it like it's not necessary. But as Christians, we also live a physical life. And if we live a physical life, then we also need to live it in a godly way. So even these small things that we do, Our prophet tells us that people shouldn't tell her to dress to change her dress code because even through that dress code people have been transformed through that decision to wear that outfit at that moment at that hour and at that second is saving one person through that decision she has made there's many times she tells us that God has told her to do so and so but because she felt like no but she was meant to do it she felt regret allow God to guide your life so you can live a life of fewer regrets many of the times we also ask ourselves why did I decide to get in a relationship with this person when I might meet someone better there's many of our times our prophet prophesies to people here. Your husband will come. She even gives you the country, the region. Sometimes you even get the identification, the height, the color. And instead of going right, we go left. Right? 
it's black and white you're given fully description but another guy comes prince charming romeo he comes serenading you with everything and you say ah no it's this one not the one prophet was speaking about you live with regret this paradox of excessive choice actually makes us less happy and more regret prone feeling regret reminds us to think carefully about our decisions and it helps us not to make the same mistakes again i remember when i was doing my igs um i took art and with art i was required to make a portfolio i had to draw eight pieces for two portfolios for one of the portfolios i had to do five pieces and for another one i had to do eight you draw you annotate and you can't copy and paste it's you and your words i remember in the beginning i took it lightly i was just like ah, this time this time there was no time i remember i even cried i cried to my art teacher i said no i can't do this anymore na 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 because i made the decision to delay when i could have done it earlier that's the decision i made and because of that decision i went through a mistake and it's up to me to decide whether i want to learn from that mistake regrets are also how we learn about ourselves and know what is it we really want the decision i make is not the same decision my neighbor will make if we're given a red dress and somebody else is given a white dress somebody may pick the red dress and another will pick the white dress that is you and your decision how you deal with it it's also up to you in feeling regret we have clarity about what outcome and things we truly want for ourselves so when you're given that opportunity when you're given that moment when you're given that decision to make whatever you decide it's all up to you child of god it's not like god will come down from heaven and pick it for you he won't pick it for you that is why we have flesh we have a physical body so as i'm coming up to the end of my word i want us to leave with these three r's that will help us the first r recognize your regrets The first R recognize your regrets. Whether we have acted wrongly or failed to act rightly, we have to come clean if we're ever going to overcome. Let us prepare 1 John chapter 1 verse 9. As I said, recognize your regrets, recognize what you did wrong. recognize that i didn't do what i was actually meant to do i shall read the true light that gives light to everyone 
was coming into the world. Can we please get Amplified Bible version? There it was, the true light, the genuine, perfect, steadfast light, which coming into the world enlights everyone. The second R. Release your regrets. Prepare Isaiah chapter 55. Isaiah 55 verse 6 to 7. Release your regrets. If he is willing to throw our sins to the bottom of the sea, then we can joyfully grasp that promise and release our regrets. There it was. Oh. Isaiah 55 verse 6 to 7. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call on him for salvation while he is near. When you are going through your decision-making process, I want you to involve God. Involve him, child of God. To have received the favor, to have been able to walk with the prophet, you can even see she involves God even in the shoes she wears. The shoes, children of God. It's the way we just pick shoes and we go on with our day. For her, if God tells her not to wear those shoes, she doesn't wear those shoes. Let the wicked leave behind his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts and let him return to the Lord and he will have compassion, mercy on him and to our God for he will abundantly pardon. As you're going to make decisions in life, involve God. Involve God in your decision-making process. Before you involve your friends, before you involve anyone, let God be your 911 call. And the last are, redeem your regrets. Let us prepare John chapter 21 verse 15. Your addictions your sins and your failures can all be used by God to form you into the person he wants you to be. And you can draw on those experiences as you help others pursue God. And I shall read. So when they had finished breakfast, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? Others do with total commitment and devotion. He said to him, Yes, Lord, you know that I love you with a deep personal affection. As for a close friend, Jesus said to him, Feed my lambs. Redeem your regrets. The mistake has already been made. So if you are ever to face that situation again, you have gone through your first trial, so even when you go through that other one, you can make a better decision. I, I remember there was a word our prophet was teaching us about how David was able to fight the battles that he went through because of his past and what he went through. It built him to become a better person. So let those past mistakes, let those past regrets build you into a greater person as the worshipers come up and as we stand up
I want you to understand, child of God, that God is a merciful God. He is a loving God. Whatever mistakes you have made right now, in the present, in the past, and even the regrets you will make in the future, remember God. Remember the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. He is your friend. Answer him like Simon Peter did. Yes, Lord, you know that I love you with a deep personal affection. As for a close friend. Hallelujah. How many have received the word of today? Celebrate him. I want you to understand, child of God, you're not perfect. You're an art piece in the making. So allow yourself to be made. Art pieces are never perfect. But at the end of the day, they look beautiful. So at the end of the day, God will make you beautiful. He will beautify you. I want you to understand, keep hoping don't let that regret you have gone through make you lose your hope. Stand firm with God. Stand with your faith. I want us to take this moment, social media, I hope you have received the word today. I hope you've identified the regrets that you have gone through and you have seen and you're moving on to greater things. As we continue, I want us to go into a moment of prayer. I want you to pray because I know each and every single individual here has lived with a certain regret. I don't know it, but your God knows it. And I want you to pray to him. And I want you to ask him to have mercy on you wherever that regret has led you into sin. And I want you to let go and let God we are in the second half of this year. Don't let the regrets of the first half ruin the blessings you are meant to receive.